Broadcasting from the front lines. This is the Frontline Podcast. Welcome to the Frontline Podcast. I'm your host, Mike Price. Over the last 20 years, uh, we've seen an influx of comic book superhero movies grow in popularity from Iron Man to Thor to Batman to Captain America, just to name a few. Most superhero movies revolve around the clash between heroes and villains, like Batman and Joker, Captain America and Red Skull, uh, Superman and Lex Luthor, which is one of my favorites. So the unique challenges we face in life can be daunting and stressful which leaves us feeling powerless. You know, we could identify with superheroes and they could help inspire us to approach obstacles in the same heroic and altruistic way they do. More than ever before, men need examples of biblical manhood. There's a growing absence of fathers in the household and in our churches. There is a godly man gap. There is an absent father crisis in America. According to the U.S. Census Bureau, 19.7 million children, more than one in four, live without a father in the house. This statistic is sad for two reasons. First, boys are growing up without a father. And two, our society sees this as normal. Where do men learn how to be godly men? Where are the godly heroes for our little boys to look up to? Is, Is this why comic book heroes are growing in popularity? How do we break the cycle. In today's episode, we talk with James Hall, host of the Restoring Heroes Project and a good friend of mine. His podcast is about real biblical manhood in a counterfeit world. Welcome, James Hall. Hey, man. How you doing? I am doing good. How about you? I'm, I'm really good, man. I'm really good. I'm happy <laughs> to see you and, and happy to record, be on the same podcast together. We've been talking about this for a long time. Yes, we have. And uh, I thank you for really encouraging me to do the podcast and, and really just uh, take that leap of faith and, and just get out there and it's just start, um, you know, inspiring souls to be biblical man. So, you know, we see how popular superheroes are in America. Some uh-huh. of the mar- some of the largest um, grossing films are superhero movies. Right, right. Uh, and, you know, you and I, we, we both love superhero movies. You know, I grew up, I was a comic book nerd as a kid. And one of my favorite um, superheroes is Iron Man. Yeah. Just because he's just an average man, but he was smart. And he just, you know, he created his suit of armor. He didn't have any special powers besides his brain. Right, right. And so do you think, you know, the popularity of these superhero movies signifies a, a lack of real manhood in our culture? Um, I, I think the first off, I think the popularity of the superhero movies has a lot to do with more of escapism because mm-hmm. um, superheroes was always a thing where you can always you could pretend to be someone else and pretend to be someplace else. Um, but I, I think the the growing popularity, I think, is more a lot to do with escapism, you know, trying mm-hmm. to get away from the real world and, and go into your own world. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I think the idea of of what and what draws people to that story so what draws people to an iron man what draws people to a batman or a flash or those things is the idea of being powerful right mm-hmm. and taking care of something you right. know being powerful enough to to stop problems from happening being powerful enough to stop this evil from taking over um Nate, you if you haven't noticed most of those bad guys most of those good guys like batman superman uh flash um Sp- spider-man like they take care of their city right so they're powerful enough to take care of the things that are in their sphere sphere yeah sphere of influence <laughs> Like yeah. they only take care of their city. They'll right. die for their city. Batman would die for Gotham. Superman right. would die for uh what was it Metro Metro Metropolis? Metropolis, there we yeah. go. Yeah. <laughs> uh, like 
And that's what I think draws people to it. Everyone loves a good hero story, mm-hmm. someone who goes through struggles, someone right. who realize how powerful they are. Then someone can go back and the thing that beat them before they can whoop them now. Like, you yeah, know I, mean? I, I think a lot of them is relatability. They can relate to their own struggles. So like with Iron Man, Batman, Spider-Man, they didn't have fathers. Yeah, they, they did not have fathers at all. And so um, a lot of that is they, they were sort of outsiders and they found their calling in life to be superheroes. And mm. they they use what they were gifted. Um, so whether it's you know Batman and, and Iron Man, which are kind of the same, they use their brains to to, to create their gadgets and all that. And um, with Peter Parker on uh, Spider Man, he just um, he, he was bit by a spider, and so he uses powers for good. And I think a lot of people kind of look at that as like, hey, you know, I didn't have a father in my life. I could relate to Batman, or I could relate to Superman because you know they had a similar struggle in life. Um, where they didn't have that. And so, you know, we, as I talked about in the opening monologue, how one in four children grow up without a father in the mm-hmm. household. Yeah. And I don't think people really understand that that is a problem, that a lot of little boys aren't growing up with fathers. But I will also note that just because you have a father in your life doesn't mean that they're actually present in your life. Right, right, right. Any man could father a child, but it takes a real man to be a dad to a child. So, you know, we see a lot of because I love how you define counterfeit manhood. How would you define what a counterfeit manhood is? A counterfeit manhood is anything that um, does not line up with scripture. So Mm -hmm. I was talking to my friend Alfonso Rachel, um, and he was he he pulled it put it so perfectly he was like manhood according to what so you could be a man according to rambo you could be a man according to arnold schwarzenegger you could be a man according to um um hip-hop culture you could be a man according to punk rock culture you could be a man but those things are all counterfeits they have a Mm -hmm. they're close to the real thing enough to be dangerous Right. right so Anything that doesn't derive their definition or derive their their power, derive their source of manhood from the scriptures is a counterfeit. So the the super macho machismo man without the tempering of the Holy Spirit, without the the tempering of the Holy Spirit, without the leading of the, the Bible is a counterfeit. The super stoic guy, you know, we get into stoicism and, and things like that, which is a Greek thing. Um, those guys without the Bible balancing out the the their whatever's mm-hmm. is a counterfeit. Uh, the counterfeit could be like, was it uh, Jordan Peterson is is a guy who has a counterfeit. He's giving people good advice, but according to um was evolutionary theories and things like that mm-hmm. which is the good advice is clean your room take care of yourself there's perfect things but it's a counterfeit manhood a counterfeit thing that he's selling you um yeah. because it doesn't line up with the script it has christian sauce on it yeah and you could tell it has a it, mm, it kind of tastes like christian but <laughs> it's not it's not christian so yeah. man fall for that and those become counterfeit manhood uh a counterfeit manhood so even what the what the world is trying to do with the trans stuff and we that's all we all know that's counterfeit and baloney, yeah. you know. Yeah. So that's what I mean by being being a real biblical man in the counterfeit world. Cause even sometimes in our Christian circles, where we have women women worship or holy white nighting, um, where women can't do anything wrong, and you could tell by the the sermons on Mother's Day. You know, mm-hmm. women are good. You're so good. You're so fantastic. And then on summer, summer's on Father's Day, well, get yourself together. You're an idiot. You're a fool. You see all these women suffering, blah, blah, blah. Like that's like holy white nighting, like, like women can't sin, you know? Yeah. And that's a counterfeit too. If it doesn't line up with the scriptures, it's a counterfeit uh, manhood. And I'm, I want to speak against that and empower men mm-hmm. uh, to look in the scriptures to walk in their hero-ness, walk in their manhood, because you have a whole lot of power. Those stats and figures that you was reading about, uh, that you were talking about in your monologue, that is that is powerful if it's reversed. Like if a man stays in the home and mm-hmm. takes care of home and takes care of, get, you know, handle them first, 
take care of the house, you can suicide goes down, teen pregnancy goes down, um, 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 poverty goes down. All Prime. those things go down because um, a strong man is in the house. Exactly. You know? Yeah, and and doing my research on that, uh, those exact uh, issues that you just named are one of the are are some of the growing problems in our culture today. And, and and children who actually grow up without a father in the home are more likely to just like you said, uh, you know, either be in teen pregnancy, crime, drop out of high school, they're, they're so more and more susceptible of um, actually really not fulfilling their life because that father is just not there. And um, so why do you think, um, you know, a lot of Christian men fall for that counterfeit manhood? And especially because, because we see a lot of what we think is manhood, but a mm -hmm. lot of them are just kind of falling for that false manhood. I think when we when we live in a society, and I'm gonna borrow from uh, uh, Michael Foster um, a little bit from uh, it's a podcast called and a website called "It's Good to Be a Man," but he says we live in a bastard society. Mm -hmm. um, I'm 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 a I didn't grow up with my dad, so everything I had to learn, I had to find fathering. So because we live in a, a bastard society where being men without fathers, without even carrying their father's name, without, you know, biblical sense of that, because we live in that, guys have to go find uh, people to father them. Mm -hmm. And weak men um, usually hover or or orbit around a guru type person so when you don't have a father you usually go towards who's giving you the best advice and that some most of some of this stuff works like yeah if you listen to jordan peterson what he says works if you listen to elliot hoist whatever his name is his stuff works when you listen to jocko willings his stuff works like if you listen to i'm not sure if he's christian or not i'm not putting it out there but if you listen to those guys those things work so what you have is a group of men who don't know who they are because they haven't been stamped by their father and they won't submit to god so they haven't been stamped by their father so um you have a whole lot of men who will go to these guys trying to glean information and hover in a orbit around these guru type people um, to give them validation, to give mm -hmm. them um, advice that they should be getting from their father. Jordan Peterson stuff is like, go make your bed. Like, yeah, it's, it's make your bed or, you know, take responsibility. It's things that you, sh you learn when you have a dad in the house, boy, clean your room. Pick that stuff off off the floor. No, that's not your sister's fault. That that happened. That's on you. Take responsibility. Yeah. Why isn't the trash out? Isn't your responsibility to take out the trash? Like those type things you learn from your father. Mm -hmm. And because we live in a society that not only uh, that only people fall into a bachelor society, but you can't help how you're born, right? Right. Um, so we're not holding that against you. But the world celebrates the bastard society, right? They do. They the do. world wants you, wants single moms. The world wants a man out the picture. The world, so we live in a culture that that wants men to be out the way. So men follow men who are, you know, not giving them, they're not giving them bad advice, but they're giving them a, 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 a advice that can lead them, that's not leading them towards their ultimate goal. The yeah. ultimate goal is to be fathered by the father. Right. Um, by the Holy Father, by by God. Right. But we have all these people around and I, I won't keep on bringing them up, but that because we live in a society where we are not finding fathers in the church, the pastors, the the men's ministry is the the men's going go this because i've been thinking about this for a while men's ministry is turned to breakfast and a, a, a counseling session yes well that's not how men want to want to hang out they rather go um they rather go fishing they rather go barbecue they rather go hang out at a friend's house uh crack open a couple uh i don't drink so crack it a couple sodas um crack a couple pops watch sports Right. Or and watching sports and hang out and get and grow a relationship like that. Yeah. But it turns into a women's men. It's like. Who said this before? I think it's Michael Foster again. That <laughs> when men's ministry is turned to 
women's ministry with bacon. So yeah. it's all about how you feel and how you're how you're feeling. And guys don't do that with each other. Mm-hmm. And it's not helping us get out of that. The, the understand that our masculinity is good. Yes. The, the power that we have on the inside, the, the strength that we have is good. It, it, it's it's because you if you if you haven't noticed, I'm, I'm definitely not I'm not trying to spiral going to tell thing, but I want you to think about it. Every superhero, if you like Superman, when he was younger, his power he was scared of mm-hmm. and he used to try to hold it back. He used yep. to try to not, you know, what I mean, uh, hold it back and, and not really do what he needed to do and not really uh, use all his straight whatever until he got older and realized, OK, this can actually save people. Yes. Men, one of the things I want men to understand is the strength that you have, the power in your voice, the power that God has given you to lead, protect and be a priest of your home. Like those things can are actually saving people. And if we can get pastors to grab onto that and pour into the man father pour into the man the 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 greatness of being a husband the greatness of being a father and how how important these things are to the growth of your home your patriarchy in your home and the growth of the church to expand the gospel throughout um i I really feel that preachers need to be on it churches need to be on it and 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 us guys little Mm -hmm. little we'll become little uh um little splinter sales, like little, <laughs> little terrorist groups. Yeah, yeah. Little terrorist groups against feminism and against yeah. uh, counterfeit realities that we need, we need all these guys working together uh, to, to fight, you know, fight against this, this, the culture of don't want uh, the culture that doesn't want men to be men. Exactly. And uh, to go back to Superman. So his earthly father, which is, uh, <laughs> I love how Superman sort of, it's got a little bit of a hint of like the Christ thing. Um, but, yeah, uh, a little bit. Um, but his earthly father, Jonathan Kent, uh, when he knew that he had all these powers, um, he taught him how to control them. He taught him how to not allow his emotions to get the better of him because it, because, yeah, yeah. because uh, you know, he would get angry and he's like, I want to use my power because I'm stronger than everybody else. And his, his earthly father taught him how to control that. He actually taught him how to be a man Yes. And um, until he obviously until he died and um, but he was nurtured into being a man. And what made him into Superman is the fact that his father, Jonathan Kent, honed him while he was on Earth. So um, we got no, no, no. Don't jump off that. Like, like you didn't make a good point. That was a good point. And that's what fathers do. Yes. See, without without fathers, boys are just raw. Power. Like, mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I'm saying raw energy, raw power. And without the without the dads being able to shave off and helping them focus and helping them. OK, son, you can't just because you're stronger than your little sister. You just can't hit her anytime you want to. Like you can't yeah. do that. I'm going to hit you. So, yeah. so you can't just do that stuff because you're powerful. And that's what that's what um, that's what we need as men, people mm-hmm. to. That's, it goes again why we're hovering around the the jockos the joe the joe what's his name um he's a you play taekwondo uh part uh, joe rogan joe rogan's yep. the stephen crowders the mm-hmm. all these guys are giving like information and making us feel like we can do things and and done it and all these guys everybody's just flocking towards these guys um not necessarily stephen crowder because he's a political dude but um because they're, he's teaching people how to hone. He's Jordan mm-hmm. Peterson is teaching people how to tamper and how to, it's what the church need to be doing. Yes. Like the reason why, uh, what is this, Absalom in the Bible was able to do what he did because he stood at the, the gate and stopped people. Hey, you're not going to be able to get in there with the king. Mm-hmm. So let me help you. Um, let me, and the Bible said he won the hearts of the men because he was able to manipulate and keep them from really seeing the king. And we have a whole lot of those type characters out there, those substitute fathers um, out there um, that are giving good advice, but are not pushing guys to where they need to go. And I, and that's, that's, I like that point about um, the honing of manhood, like the honing of your power, the tuning mm-hmm. in same thing with professor X with the X-Men, like, mm-hmm. 
Yeah, I mean, uh, Martha Kent could not have done that for Superman. It had no. to be Jonathan Kent. And uh, he, di he didn't have him shy away from his power. He just showed him how to hone it and how to use it for good. Because, um, you know, if he didn't have a father, who knows who, you know, what he could have gravitated towards. Um, he right. could have He could have embraced the power and just got corrupted and just been a menace to the world. So um, I, I think it's really important to understand that, you know, all men need a, a father in their life. And so the go to this. So, you know, you, you talk about counterfeit manhood. So my question is, growing up, did you experience uh, any counterfeit manhood in your life that kind of inspired you to be, um, you know, a proponent of just denouncing this counterfeit manhood? Yeah. Um, well, I grew up without my father in the home. So my dad, you know, was a, I don't know what he did end up in jail when I was around two years old or whatever. So I grew up in, but uh, my mom raised me as a single mom. Then my mom was murdered uh, by my stepdad um, and at five. So from then on, I had to, I live with my aunt and my uncle. So I went from a not absent dad to a abusive father, obviously not, he wasn't, my, I didn't consider him my dad, but abusive to end up murdering my mom. And then I went to my aunt and my uncle and my uncle was a hardworking man, but he's not, a, he wasn't a Christian man. So hardworking man, um, always at work and things like that. But I realized that now, now thinking back, I started getting my fathering, you know, to get introduced into this, to this counterfeit world as a high schooler um, for my friends. Mm -hmm. So since my dad was at work all the time and my, and my aunt really couldn't do anything, um, my, my uncle my aunt so I'll call my mom my dad for now so since they were at work all the time my aunt was at work and you know trying to take care of, she has two we have, I have two uh, little I have a little sister and an uh, older sister in that thing so with that taking care of them and um, I found myself gravitating towards boys that had we had the same uh, interests but one of my friends one of my friends taught me how to talk to girls and taught me about that because he had a dad in his home so you know he was able to his dad was there and his mom was they, they had a stable relationship so he was able to put me on game to talk to girls my other friend um um was was able to oh no you gotta smell good you gotta like we learned how to we fathered each other mm -hmm. in this counterfeit world and we end up like I end up like um you know, womanizing. I end up doing that because I thought that's what that's what you do. You know, man. Right. We teenagers, we're, we don't know anything about anything else. And it wasn't until, um, you know, fast forward a couple of years until I met my girlfriend. Well, she's my wife now, but until I met her, and uh, I stopped going to church. I've been going to church all my life, um, but I stopped going when I was 17, 18, uh, 16, 17, 18, because the girls that were in church, that's why this stuff don't fly with me that women can't sin, because the girls that were in church with me on Sunday, Monday at school, there were girls kissing in the closets and, and you know, doing stuff like that. Yeah. Um, so I went to, you know, 19, 19 years old, I met my, my now wife, and she said, well, you can't be with me unless you go to church. And <laughs> what are you talking about? We sitting now. We sitting together. You know, anyway. So, you know, I didn't want to mess that up for some odd reason. Um, and I started going to church again. And it was it was a, a church um, that my cousin pastored. I didn't know he's my cousin. He's like my 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 mom's cousin, you know, second cousin thing. And uh, I realized, man, I was looking at a man like. His, his daughter was playing piano. His wife was sitting next to him. His son was about to go to college and play football and, mm -hmm. and all these things. And I realized right then I was looking at a man. So I, I, I gleaned from him for years and years and years. And fast forward until why I started restoring heroes. I realized by looking at the stats that you're talking about that no one's talking about this to men. They're not. No one's telling men that, hey, man, you'll be better off. You don't have to repeat the same mistakes as your, your dad. You don't have to repeat this and this. And I realized, man, if 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 I could think about like a superhero, my, my favorite genre of fantasy, right? <laughs> so me being in a home, I'm keeping all these villains from attacking my family, my wife, my children. I'm keeping all these villains from happening. Like, oh, man, I'm a 
I'm a man. We are real life heroes. If we if we yep. submit to God and we do all these things, we can scave. Not perfectly. We're not. It's not guaranteed. Um, certain things aren't guaranteed. Who knows what your kids are going to do when they leave your house? But I can I can keep all this stuff from happening. I can keep my son from not making the same mistakes. I can keep my daughter from not falling for a knucklehead. I can keep my wife protected and 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 not swayed by the feminist agenda. I can keep all these things happening. And, and that's why I kind of started restoring heroes. That's why I started it. Um, I didn't know, I'm not an expert. I don't know, son, I have to research, I have to read just like anybody else. Um, I just have a voice and I felt it was important for me to have my voice out there um, and to talk about, you know, getting out of that counterfeit, breaking that curse breaking that generational curse that happens when man grows, grows up without a father. And then the next next generation does the same thing. And the next generation does the same thing. Exactly. I just wanted to grow out of that. Um, so that it started as a, a idea and I just ran with it. Like that's, <laughs> that's it. I tried it and see what happens, you know? And everybody is better for it. And especially your son, uh, Sammy, he's, uh, he's definitely better for, you know, you trying to, you know, restore heroes into the proper place in the world and being that biblical father um, for him and breaking that cycle. I think that's yeah. so important to understand is, you know, we as biblical men have to break the cycle. Otherwise we're just perpetuating yes. uh, a very vicious cycle. So to kind of go back, uh, cause you, I love the analogy that as biblical men, we are protectors of our household. When we forfeit that, we're allowing the enemy to attack our house. Easy. So um, I don't. I don't know if you you watched the the new uh, um, Falcon and the Winter Soldier on Disney. Um, yeah, I watched two. I think I got two episodes in. <laughs> so um, okay, so great. Um, I'm not going to spoil anything, but um, you know when uh, Iron Man, because when Iron Man died, when Captain America, I don't know if he died or just went away. Um, yeah. He, I, they didn't really kind of allude to him dying or anything, but. Um, when those heroes died and there was nobody else protecting, all of a sudden you saw the villains start rising. Um, in Falcon and Winter Soldier, you have the rise of the Flag Smashers. Yep. You have all evil kind of running rampant. That's what happens when heroes, us biblical men, leave the house or we, we forfeit our role is we allow evil to gain over that line. Mm -hmm. And I think that is a good representation of how important it is to have heroes. Otherwise you have counterfeit heroes, just like um, uh, this new Captain America. Um, he's a counterfeit. Uh, he's a counterfeit. Uh, uh, um, you're telling me something I didn't know. <laughs> no, and I think that's true, bro. I, I really do. I think that's what you're talking about. If you we go, we go on an analogy, I hope we don't lose the people who are listening, but if you go on an analogy of the Flag Smashers, right? Mm -hmm. um, they wanted society to, they want society to be back how it was after chaos happened yes the um yeah. so after the chaos they want and that's what the enemy wants they want your household he wants you to be out of the picture so mm -hmm. we can create chaos in your home and create not in a way that that it's it's you know it's him because he's coming out like a demon and he's mad and angry and he's snarling no 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 he wants to seduce your wife. He wants to seduce your son and seduce your daughters, mm -hmm. and 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 not in a in a in to listen to what he did. God really say? Did God really say you're supposed to do this? Did God really say that? Now nah, he really didn't mean that. Mm -hmm. He really didn't mean that. He meant for you to this, like. But he knows if you do this, you'll be able to be like him. See, and it's a it's a it's a seducing, it's a serpent talk, right? Yeah. And Satan wants you out of the way. So he can he can serpent talk your your children and your wife to hell. You know, he wants you out of the way. So he's going to make it super stressful at your job. He's going to make that girl that you've been your secretary look really nice that one day and smell good. And he's going to make you do that. He's going to he's going to try to convince you that you can look at Pornhub with no consequences. He's going to try mm -hmm. to convince you that, man, isn't your wife not, I mean, she is, uh, she might be gaining a little weight. Like she, he's going to try to convince you of all these things to get you out of the way first, because he can, can destroy you. But once he destroys the head, he can take the rest of the house. Exactly. You know? Yeah. I, I think that is so important for um, people to understand um, that you know, that's what we have today in our culture is that redefinition of what a man is and just 
actually erasing manhood altogether. You know, we have, you know, men who can now be women, women that could be men. We uh, have quote unquote toxic masculinity, whatever that is, (laughs) because everything's everything seems to kind of fall under that umbrella of toxic masculinity. And it it's all to get rid of the man out of the hole, because once the man's out of the home, the home is up for grabs. Yep. And and you're seeing our culture. Our culture is, is representative of, of the, the world that the Flag Smashers want is they want that chaos world because they saw that world as being more equitable or being better than it was when there was order. Yeah. You know, and I think people need to understand that there is a real assault on biblical manhood and in the family. And especially in America, it's Christians are under attack. We are under a spiritual attack. I mean, I, I, I don't you could you could sit here and pretend that there isn't, but the fact of the matter is we're under attack. Right. And so so how would you define so so the listeners understand true biblically, what you know, how would you define real biblical manhood? Um I I wish I had a like a one, two, three list, but manhood is not like that. Like there's not a, a list of things that you can mark off and you know that right mm-hmm. now I'm being a biblical man here. If I do number one, yeah, I do number two. No, I think it's a set of principles. Mm-hmm. So um, uh, one of the principles is, you know, you get your get your power from God. So mm-hmm. you get your power from the sun, like you're from Krypton, right? Uh <laughs> So you get your power from Christ. So whatever God says, whatever the Bible says we need to do, you do, mm-hmm. you know? Um, and then it's a, it's a tempering through that, through that, that lens of things, through that biblical worldview, you're tempering your own flesh. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Uh, you are, you're tempering your fre- flesh that, and what that means is you're using the scriptures to help you, you know, like um, I think it's, psalms 139 it says like if there's anything not not like you in me let me know kill that god like you know examine me you know mm-hmm. so it's, it's those type principles that make you a biblical man you always are going back you always are growing right you have a group of friends that you can talk to that you can see touch mail call up um it might you might be far away from each other you might moved away but you have a group of friends right that can temper you also that you can call them on their crap. They can call you on your crap and y'all growing together. Mm -hmm. So that, that type of principle. So biblically renewing yourself on a daily basis, it's not going to be easy. Um, Having a group of friends that, that are helping you a fraternity of brothers that are helping you along the way. Right. Um, And, and finding if you don't have the right tools we as men have to find the right tools, right? Yep. So we have to read books. Uh, we have to listen to sermons. We have to um, get mentoring. We have to sometimes not counseling necessarily, uh, but get some, get an order of man to speak in your life and tell you where you're being a boy, yep. uh, where you're being faulty, where you're being a punk, like when you're being whack, like let them have somebody talk to you about that. So getting those type fathers and through those things, you know, the Bible, a group of friends, getting fathering through those things. You have to, after that, do it, mm-hmm. do it, do the Absolutely. things that the Bible says that your friends are saying that your, your mentor is saying, do those things. And through that, you are walking out what it means to be a biblical man. You're going to make mistakes. You go fail. You're going to do, you have successes. You're going to have all these things, but the what men do, what we created to do was be fruitful and multiply, be fruitful and multiply and subdue. So that means we have to produce, we have to subdue, we have to, you know, whatever that means, get in shape, uh, talk to your wife better, whatever that means, mm-hmm. we have to do those things now. Um, and I think we get in the habit of sometimes you get books and 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 reading and reading and reading and reading and listening to sermons and listening to this and listening to that, but never really do any of yes. the stuff. We have to do the stuff. And then 
if it fails, we go back to the drawing board and do some more stuff, you know? Exactly. Um, yeah, absolutely. Because, you know, with, you know, you can sit here and read all you want. You know, I, I, I try to, and, and I'll, I'll be really honest. I lately have been failing at reading the Bible consistently. That's my fault. And I need to be more intentional of what I do and, you know, definitely have man call you out on that. But for you to be a man, it's much more than just reading. You have to do, because when you do, you show others what that means to be a biblical manhood. So like, you know, for you, for instance, your um, little son, uh, how, how old is Sammy? Nine. Nine. So your nine-year-old son, if all you did was read and you didn't do, how he, how would he know what a biblical man is if you're not doing it? Because right. it, and, and that's the, that's the whole point is you have to do it. And you also have to be authentic and, and acknowledging where you fail because that little boy is going to look at you and go, you know, oh, so my dad's made a mistake. He, he, he owns up to it and then he corrects it. That's what a man is. That's yes. exactly what a man is. A, a man isn't perfect because the only perfect man was Jesus. Yes. And um, so there, there are good examples of biblical manhood. Um, for example, King David was a good example of biblical manhood. Yeah. Um, <laughs> for, for an earthly man. Um, but, you know. Uh, uh, yeah, you could say because he owned his mistakes. Yeah. But he did like steal somebody's wife, murder yes. that wife, murder that husband. Yeah. And then kind of like tried to pray himself out of the consequences. Mm -hmm. But then in Psalms 51, you see where he took, like, you if you ever noticed, he didn't, he didn't blame Bathsheba. He yeah. didn't say, no, he said, it's to you, Lord, I, I, I did this, you yes. know? So yeah, I can see that. I can see that. And he, Making and he, mistakes he, and rolling from it. And he felt, and he actually felt repentance, you know, yes. sorrow from, from his sins, but he, he showed what it meant to be a, a courageous man. He showed loyalty with his uh, friend, Jonathan, um, he, yeah. uh, he had a faith that just was, it endured, um, more than anybody, um, next to Abraham. Um, he, you know, he, um, you know, he showed grace to others. Um, I mean, those are, I mean, those are, yes, or characteristics. Um, every man, yes. you know, uh, should have, you know, all those type of characteristics, but at the end of the day, it's really doing, you know, it's action to showing other men. And um, so, you know, it's also to... not it's not. Sorry about that. It's not all it's doing those things, but it's doing those things through. Like the lens of being a man, I think a woman can show grace, um, but what does it look like for a man to show grace? A woman can be gentle, but what does it look like for a man to be mm -hmm. gentle? Um, I think. Jesus being a being a prototype, uh, being the 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 one we look after for men is perfect because I think he was gentle with the people in the temple when he was throwing stuff around. Like that was the appropriate reaction to that. Being gentle is not just about it's the appropriate strength for every situation. Yes. So I believe Jesus was a was gentle in the temple. I think believe Jesus was gentle to the Pharisees. I believe Jesus was just like he was gentle to the lady um, woman at the well. I think he was, he used gentleness, the, the appropriate strength for what he needed to be done. But you know, that's another yeah. story. So, <laughs> yeah, I mean, that, that is a really good point. So, you know, we're seeing, um, you know, as I talked before, you know, an epidemic of just counterfeit manhood and, and just the onslaught, on you know what biblical manhood is and just redefinition and a lot of uh, good Christian men are kind of falling prey to these these counterfeits like you know J uh, Jordan Peterson. So how do we how do we counterfeit these counterfeit manhoods? What do we do as Christian men? How do we counter that? Um, I read this book by um, is Douglas Wilson's father, and it was talking about war, and he was talking about and this is the I'm glad you brought this up because this is the point. One of the things was concentrate, concentrated effort. Um, what we need to have is a group of guys, um, group of men who are dedicated to changing their life through the scriptures, mm -hmm. changing their own life. So it starts with you, right? Then you can start 
going to your household and, and, and because you change, your household would change because we are the, we, we set the temperature in our house. Right. Um, and through that, through that, because we're changing us and we're changing our households, we can, bleed into our churches. Hopefully we are active in our churches and we're not just complaining on the sidelines because that's weak sauce and you're not allowed to be with me when you do that stuff. So, <laughs> so you be active where you are right at your church um, and, and make a changes there. But we also need a concentration of men like you, um, the, the people in the war cry podcast network that are focused on storming the gates you know mm -hmm. and they're focused on hitting because i'm standing on this i'm here with the biblical manhood stuff that's where I'm, I'm not moving from that right um i'm on this wall like nehemiah i'm building this this is where my wall is i'm gonna defend this i'm gonna build up and i'm gonna defend from this this standpoint and we need we need men to be men to have the talent to do so um to write about it to podcast about it to make videos about it to youtube about it and really live it out too. Um, not research to regurgitate, but re read, do it, and then talk about your experiences while doing it um, is the best way to be authentic, like you brought up earlier. Um, but I really think we need, we need a concentration. We need that. We need concentration. We need churches to be encouraging men to be men. If you get the men, your church will grow. Um, yes. And not just grow in numbers, but grow in strength and power and in influence, right? Um, there's some studies that show if you get the father to go to church, it's 90-something percent chance that the whole family will be there. But if you get the mother, it drops down. If you just get the kids, it drops down a lot more. So going for the men and making men understand that they don't have to leave their testicles at the door when they go to church. <laughs> they could be men at church, yeah. too. Um that that's a good thing too. So, and I don't have all the answers. I'm still trying to figure this stuff out too myself. So, you know, but I think concentration, having a group of people concentrating on, you know, what it means to be a man and, and all these things and, and letting men know that it's good. It's good to be a hero. It's good to be a man. It's, it's, it's God honoring um, yes. to grow, to do, to work things in your strength and, um, is God honoring to try to pull things off, but not be able to pull it off. And then you go back and go to the drawing board and try to figure it out. Is God honoring to, to want to understand your wife, um, and talk to your wife and understand how she ticks because not everyone ticks like it does in the book. Not all the advice in the book is just based on one person's perspective. So you talk to your wife, you figure her out, you know, is God honoring that if you're single, you will want to be married. No, if you're single, get married. Um, prolong singleness unless you have the gift of singleness, which some you can't have a gift of singleness and you still look at porn. That's impossible. Exactly. So if you're burning with lust aside, the Bible says marry. It's better to marry than to burn. Um, yeah. So if you're single, get married and 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 bust up the kingdom of darkness through your marriage. You know, um, man, that's a, that's a whole lot of that's a whole lot of I hope I answered your question. But. Yeah, you did. Um, yeah, not every man could be Apostle Paul. <laughs> right. Uh, no, yeah. nor are they supposed to be. Exactly. So, you know, I was thinking about this too. Um, so uh I, I let's kind of segue a little bit. Um, so you know, scientists say with COVID, I, you know, regardless of how you feel about it, but for herd herd immunity, you need 60 <laughs> to 70 percent vaccinated. So with uh you know, to counter this counterfeit manhood, we need to get herd immunity in our churches with biblical manhood so that we can spread the power uh, of what a true biblical man is in our okay, churches. So we need, our, we need a vaccine against effeminacy being yeah. effeminate and that's the bible against passivity yeah and that's the bible okay. and biblical manhood and we have to attain herd immunity in our churches to counter this yeah i want 100 percent vaccination against yes. being effeminate and i want 100 percent <laughs> vaccination against uh being passive and and yeah that i want i want that vaccine and we're not we're not even we're not even close to attaining the herd immunity in our churches against all that either. And and that's that should be a problem. And a lot of pastors need to be 
Um, I, I wish, you know, they were more attuned to, you know, that problem and, and focus more on that because, uh, you know, our churches are not, we're just, we're failing there, you know, as churches, but, you know, we as a body of Christ and we as the congregation, you know, we could take that action on ourselves and, and start mm-hmm. spreading the, the biblical manhood. So, um, you know, what could we, you know, and kind of go in this. So one in four children uh, have no father in the house and there's uh-huh. this vicious cycle of just the lack of biblical manhood. So how do we break that cycle? Um, if you're single, get married. Um, preach the the power of God and 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 how deadly lasciviousness is. Mm-hmm. Um, preach the importance of a household being together, and how your household is not just about individuals having a recreational center at home where you you go to home to go to sleep and watch TV. But this is an epic. Um, this is a epicenter for war so Mm -hmm. your house is a little terrorist group against the kingdom of darkness and if you connect with another person's house which is another christian that's another terrorist group and that's another terrorist group and you make your house is a battleground for the in this cosmic war your house is a battleground so if you're single get married you and your wife are now concentrated going doing the kingdom mandate to becoming one being fruitful and multiplying, whatever that looks like, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, being productive. So, and through that, you are you are building uh, insurgent sales. I think I'm saying that right. Yeah, you <laughs> <said>. <laughs> um, you're building building little concentration points of, of kingdom power to go against the kingdom of darkness wherever we are. And I think I think we need to continue to preach the importance of getting married, having children and, and building a legacy, getting married like that, that rhythm mm-hmm. through Jesus Christ, through the Bible, through the, that rhythm of getting married, uh, honing your, your marriage together, being honorable towards one another, all those things, because only through that can you lessen teen pregnancy because p- your kids wouldn't want to have premarital sex because they've been taught and trained mm-hmm. in this, in this concentration, this, this, this uh, battle camp all their life. So they've been trained. They've been trained to look at the, the patterns of the enemy and know whether the, your, your wife will be trained to uh, uh, know what to do and things like that. When the enemy comes in, in a, in, in a handsome man at the workplace, like, you know what I mean? Or, yeah. or you've been trained not to through the, through the scriptures, not to let the bad day or the argument with your wife convince you especially since people that spend a whole lot of time on a computer convince you to go and hit your um in an incognito button and go search uh, uh blunt or whatever and you've been you've been you've been trained not to do that so yeah. I, I think everything focus on the bible and going back to what the word of god says and and having a church that tells the importance of families and not just families that have a big old youth group, but families as a, your children are in a war. Your children are warriors too. Yes. Like, you know what I mean? Your, your children are warriors. Your, your wife is a warrior. You're a warrior. And we all are fighting to storm the gates of hell, you know? Exactly. And at the end of the day, to break the cycle, it starts with you. Yes. That's exactly. It starts with you and understanding so like yourself you're breaking that cycle for your son your son is going to be you know the first one to actually have a biblical man in his life where he's not going to pass it on to his kids and then they're going to pass it on their kids you're starting a cycle for your son and that is so important that is a legacy that you're talking about leaving for your son and that is what a biblical man does and you know, for me, um, you know, I love my father. Uh, he wasn't a biblical man um, in, in the sense uh, he, you know, was, he worked hard. He, he showed me the importance of working hard and, and good, being good. a man. Um, but, uh, you know, he, he wasn't, you know, in the Bible and all Is that. Is he still and alive? He's still alive. Yep. Oh, there's still a chance for him there. Exactly. And, uh, you know, I pray for him all the time. And, um, you know, when we, because, 
you know, as you know, we're adopting um, a kid from uh, yeah. Colombia. And my goal for being a father is to break that cycle and show them whether it's a little boy or a little girl, what a biblical man is so that I can then start that legacy and break that cycle. And I think that is so important for Christian men to understand that it doesn't, it doesn't require somebody else doing it. It starts with you. Right. It starts with you. So start today, get connected with other biblical men, put your, your nose into the Bible and act out what a man, a biblical man is um, to begin breaking that cycle so that we can start spreading that and getting that herd immunity in our churches. So, uh, James, uh, I, I thank you for really joining me today on the uh, Frontline Podcast. Um, you know, it was a really good conversation on, on um, what counterfeit manhood is and what biblical manhood is. So um, where can people find you and tell us a little bit more about uh, the Restoring Heroes Project? Okay, so Restoring Heroes Project, you can find that on everywhere podcasts are, um, are distributed. You did distribute it. <laughs> um, Restoring Heroes Podcast, uh, Re- Restoring Heroes Project. Then, um, if you want to follow me on Instagram, Hero Stuff Bro on Instagram, Hero Stuff Bro on Gab, because I don't like Twitter. Um, and that's pretty much it. My website is under construction right now. So I'll be getting with Mike later on because <laughs> uh, I made some switches. Um, so so that's what's going on. So it, when the website is up and running, it will be HeroStuffBro.com. Um, and that's it, you know. All right. Thank you, James, for uh, joining us today. And I just want to remind everybody out there in uh, Warrior Nation to, to be strong, be courageous, and never back down. Thank you for listening to the Frontline Podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, don't forget to subscribe. If you want to spread the word, please give us a five-star review and tell your friends to subscribe too. We're available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and other podcast platforms. Also, be sure to check out other Warcry Network podcasts on warcrynetwork.com. Thanks for listening.